I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Featured Anime Podcast. I'm your host, Jack. And I'm Rick. And today we are talking about Art Fuerta Season 2, which was your choice this week. Yes, yes, it was. And I've got to say, I'm not mad at it. Right? Arifuerta season two uh, came out at some point in the in the past, but recently aired from January 2022 to March 2022. Uh, producers for it are Sony, ATX, Bandai Namco, just to name a couple. Studios for it are Studio Studio Mother and Asreed. Uh, it's sourced off of a light novel. The genres are action, adventure, fantasy, harem, isekai. And uh, um, I'm, I'm going to say that it pretty much continued on almost seamlessly from season one. I mean, like you really don't miss anything in between season one and season two. It didn't feel like it. it well, I mean, it, it felt like maybe a week had passed. Maybe, you know, and I... Not gonna lie, I had to rewatch the last two episodes of season one before I could watch this one because when it started, I was like, "Where's all this coming from?" And then I went back. I'm like, "Oh, that's where that's from." Okay, but yeah, no, it was it was so nice, um, so nice. I really, really enjoyed the fact that it felt like this. It was the same writers, you know. Yeah, it felt like it was the same writers. It felt like it was the same storyboarding. I have no idea if it was the same director. But the quality from season one passed over to season two. The story, oh my God, I'm so happy I was able to binge watch it because if I was watching it season by season, like they're they're not all cliffhangers, but God damn it, they're good. Right. So they are. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I was going to say I watched, I originally watched this when it was coming out. And while the cliffhangers this time were, they were great. They were good. They were, it was, you know, left you kind of, you know, this is this wanting. is pretty good. Wanting, but knowing that there's one more episode coming is fine. When I was watching it every week, when it was coming out, it, it sucked. It was horrible. It was it was painful. <laughs> it was. Uh, it's how I'm probably going to feel with Overlord. Well, you know, I mean, have you seen the trailers for it and everything like that? No, I've tried to avoid it like the plague. Okay, all right. Well, I will. I will. Uh, You'll subject me. I will subject you. The start of every episode. Today we're watching the Overlord trailer. <laughs> I I don't get yeah, that no. luxury. I get I get emails from uh, Crunchyroll with like all the information and links and things like that and videos and images. And so it's I'm bombarded with it constantly. Anyways, well, that's your problem. You you open your email. I, I have I have my to. email is stacked. I my email is stacked with like almost forty five thousand notifications. Look, that's. My personal, I have it still. It's alive. Um, but that's not the one that I check. The one that I check is the one for the podcast. And that's the one they send it oh. to. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, yeah. You might, might want to check that one. 
<laughs> I don't have a cho- I don't have a choice, Rick. I gotta check it. <laughs> uh, oh, that's funny. So, um, not bad though. This uh, 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 Jeb in our our chat says uh, no time separation. It's seamless in the books and in the show, which is great to know. Uh, I also understand from previous conversations that I've had with him, season two actually stays truer to the source material. It stays truer to uh, to the books more so than anything else, which is great. And and yeah. I've noticed that a lot of shows are actually starting to do that from conversations I've had from from just what I know. A lot of shows are actually now starting to stay truer to these to that to the source material which is great which is really nice um, you know it's it's almost like the the books have a better story and they're trying to show that to get the same um audience if you will the, the same quality of audience for the books or for the as they have the, the manga for the anime and to basically double up because i've seen anime where it was properly paced it followed the story real well and it has a, a almost cult like following from the manga as well as the books, uh, sorry, as well as the episodes. Right. And I've, I've seen other ones where you're like, this only is the same as the, the manga it comes from uh, in, in name. They, they named it the same. It's unrecognizable. True, true. You know, so one of the one of the biggest things that I found uh, pretty, pretty great. Mm-hmm. So and I, I said it starts it off seamlessly. Seamlessly, which largely it does, with the exception mm-hmm. of of one thing. Um, the opening scene for season two just really leaves you like with a "What did I just miss? Mm-hmm. Like, at what point yeah. did I? Did, when did this happen?" Type type <laughs> of thing, and it really just kind of kind of threw me for a loop that that had happened, and so like after after it kind of backtracks and everything like that, you're kind of left wondering um are they going to show this i mean like are they is it did they did they just show us the end and go yeah this is uh this is this is the end kind of kind of situation we're kind of screwed we're not going to get any other information other than this one thing yeah yeah um it was entertaining but i just didn't feel like it was going to be part of the show i thought very similar to what pokemon did with the tentacruel de- destroying buildings and whatnot i just figured it was excerpts that they'll never actually get around to showing. Well, it was, it was, it was never shown here in the U S and it was cut out for a variety of reasons. It was cut out for a variety of reasons. I was going to say, I heard several different reasons why it could have been, but as urban legends go, I can't really dictate. I can't really um, dictate. I can't, I can't choose. Um, No, I can't uh, tell what's real and what's not. Um, my life is nothing I, but a sham. <laughs> oh, I, I, th- I thought we were I, being honest about 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 the realities of life and everything having to do with it. No, absolutely not. Okay, no, that's that's why escapism through anime is such a wonderful thing. It makes me feel um, special. <laughs> well, one of the things I liked about this season is I noticed they went in a lot more detail on how things work and why things happen rather than plot armor. Because in season one. The books, I, I read a little bit of the books. I didn't read a lot. And I followed a, a few other uh, YouTube channels that went into a much deeper dive episode by episode. Like the episodes we watched were a half hour long. 
these deep dives into the chapters were a good hour and a half. And without that base knowledge of why our main protagonist is able to do the things he is and what makes him so different to everybody else, um, it, it with just the knowledge of that, seeing how much more detail they're going in season two makes me so much happier as to why things are happening this way, what powers they're accumulating, how they're going to be using them, the trial and error. He doesn't always succeed. I mean, overall, yeah, he always succeeds. But he, he, he reaches plateaus and bottlenecks that you normally would. You're not going to walk into a situation you've never been in with powers you've never used before and go, done. I, I know how to use them perfectly, and I'm going to kick the ass perfectly. Whereas in season two, you, you do see a few, oh, that didn't work. Okay, let's try this. Well, that didn't work. Well, you know true. what? I can use this this way. True, you, true. You, you saw more of the thought process behind making it work. Now, he's competent all day long. There, there is no lack of competence, which is awesome. Um, but he just, he, it's not instantly the correct answer. You know what I mean? Uh, kind of. A little bit. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, um, no, I, I, I honestly, I, I get it. I do understand what you're, what you're saying. Um, it's just, I, I don't think it was quite like that. You know, like it, it was more so it wasn't really for him. It, for for him encountering a situation that he couldn't understand or he or or something like that it was more so certain things were playing to to his disadvantage mm-hmm. and, that he really didn't take fully into account for yeah and that's that's what i'm kind of referring to he's not omnipotent he's not a perfect protagonist he's not he is faulty he does make minor mistakes he can correct them he's got all the power in the world to correct them, but they don't make him seem as over the top, crazy powerful as in season one. The, the power scaling doesn't it doesn't boggle the mind, and here it makes a lot more sense. So he's fighting with people who who went through the labyrinths before him and, and have the gift of the gods, if you will. Okay, no, 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 that that that, that makes sense. That I get what you're saying now. I get what you're saying now. Okay. So, I I I like, can I can get I can get behind that I I really can so now I'm really happy and kind of sad and and frustrated and and just just a ball of mixed conflicting thoughts and emotions on our bad guys here so and I say guys because they're they're plural they're, there's multiple enemies that you didn't really notice at the beginning you know we we figured God that was was an enemy here. Um, but I get the feeling there's more than one, you know, like, um, the humans follow, um, what was it? NT and something like that. T Eddie, Eddie. Yeah. E T T I or something like that. Right. Um, the demons follow a different God under it. Maybe it's the same God with a different name. It could be, it could be, uh, and it was, that's it was stated that uh, I was going to say, uh, they for the demons, they never really, I feel like I don't remember them ever really specifically stating a name for it at all. Uh, Jeb says it's uh, et, 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 E-H-I-T, et. Thank you, yeah. Uh, I don't remember them, at least for the demons, specifically stating that it's them. However, I don't d- doubt that it probably is, uh, simply because a lot of the information a lot of the conjecture and overlapping of 
goals that are happening, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't I, I wouldn't mean, it's clearly doubt. stated. It's clearly stated that like the guy and so it's clearly stated what's our protagonist's name? I can't for the life of me remember. Oh, you're uh, the main guy? Yeah, nah, nah, he Hajime? Nagumo or uh, Hajime? Nagumo. Yeah. His last name's It's ha- the same. His, it, yeah. So they refer to him as Hajime or Nagumo, and it, his name is Hajime Nagumo. <laughs> Fair enough. For some reason, I keep thinking Nagume. So Hajime. I see I, I, Nagumo and Hajime. I, I kept thinking Nagume either way. Yeah. Um, but Hajime says that. You, I don't really even know what god you're going for or or if there's even multiple gods because it doesn't really matter who wins because the gods are going to end up backing whoever the victor is. This era, it happens to be humans. If the demons wipe you out, next era, it's probably going to be them. And so long as this god gets or receives um, prayer, I guess, recognition, I'm not quite sure what the god is after. Um, but so long as it gets what it wants, it doesn't care where it comes from. And I thought that was kind of interesting. And true, when Hajime was going through other labyrinths, you find the, these other liberators, when they built their own labyrinth. And I thought it was interesting because one of them kind of made a precursor that in order to get mine, you have to beat two others and you have to, to have a, a rival god or whatever. You have to, to destroy a representative of a rival god. No, it's not and even that. that. Was- so, so each one has a precursor set up, and they set up their own trials. It's not not necessarily a labyrinth in the sense that you navigate through a physical labyrinth. Sometimes, and in this case, it's specific trials. And for him to be able to gain that magic, gain the power, it's not a rival god. It's you have to have no faith in any of those gods, and you have to destroy an apostle of that of a god. That was it. And you have to defeat two other labyrinths. And because Mm -hmm. Hajime had defeated uh, the, the, the one of the apostles and he had no faith in any of the gods that were a part of that world. And he already defeated several other labyrinths. You know, he was able to, to complete that labyrinth, which technically makes it his fifth completion, his fifth labyrinth. Yeah. So he was good to go with the exception of defeating an apostle. Um, from like season one. So anytime all he had to do was be presented with the opportunity to kick ass on a particular type of person. And that labyrinth would have just given him even more power. So I thought that was kind of a unique and, and oddly satisfying just boon and boost in power. Yeah. Cause like he didn't really have to work for it, but I felt he deserved it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Uh, I do. So I get it. But also at the same time, I feel like like it was the story was good. Uh it was solid. It it flowed really well. I mean, it didn't really it leave me a lot of history. Yeah, it did reveal a lot of history. It helped explain a lot and it helped you like we showed his more human side, but I would say it really delve into that especially when it came to Mayu and him mm-hmm. getting ready to, to to leave her with her family and move on beyond that at the same time, you know? Like, he was going through his own struggles, and it showed his connections, so to speak, for it, right? So he he developed that relationship <laughs> with uh, Mayu 
didn't want to leave her behind. He loves, loves her like a daughter. And the people honestly that are around him that he truly cares about, like those are the only people he truly trusts, like intimately, completely. Those are the only people that he truly trusts. And yeah. And one of the things I thought was kind of interesting was the fact that (laughs) as adorable as Mayu is, he's sinister. And I want to say calculating because she likes to put people in positions that are uncomfortable for Hajime, where he's like, you should kiss him. You should kiss him. You should kiss him. You know, the best way to get on his good side, kiss him. And well, then it's, when, it's not that she's doing it sinisterly or, or evil or anything no, no, like that. Like, so it, it, I there's don't think, no ill intent. Yeah, I don't. I there's don't, no ill intent, but the I, way that she's written, it's. I, I can't agree with her being sinister or, or anything like that, because that's that means that she has some uh, uh, ulterior motive. Right. And she doesn't. She doesn't have an ulterior motive. She's she's a kid. She's a child. She doesn't understand. And she's just going off of what she's seen. I mean, like some of the most honest individuals that you will ever see are children simply because they're just saying what they see. It's like, oh, you should totally do this because you should just kiss him because that'll get on his good side. And it's not that she's saying that with an ulterior motive or to be sinister or anything like that. She's saying it because, oh, she's, he always kisses uh, Yue. You should totally kiss him because he's, they're always great and they kiss. So that's what that means. Or she doesn't understand sinister. what's happening, right? Like when Yue and Hajime kiss and she's seeing them kiss and she wants mm-hmm. that kiss. It's not because mm-hmm. she's like being sinister about it. She's like, I want to kiss Papa too. And she's showing that love and affection for a parent, her paternal figure. So maybe sinister is the wrong. Actually, there's no question. Sinister is the wrong word to use here. Manipulative could be the correct one. She's only because the, no, no, hear me out. Hear me out. The the episode thirteen, right? Are we counting episode thirteen in in the mix? Yes, yes, yes. yes. Technically, it was an OVA. Okay. Yes. Okay. So she was able to play all of her older sisters like a fiddle. She knows what they want. She knows how to get the reaction she wants out of them. It's adorable and amazing and awesome, but it's intentional. He kept saying that um, Yue was her favorite big sister and everyone else was like, what? That? No. What? No. Well, you're not this. You're not that. You're not this. You're not that. And they were all not necessarily hurt by it, but they all felt some kind of negative way about it. And then she goes, oh, well, I realize that I'm making you all feel this way, but you're this way. You're this way. You're this way. You're this way. Now everyone's feeling good again. She's able to manipulate them. She's the not, way that she wants them to look. I, I disagree with her being manipulative. I mean, she's, she's a child, right? I yes, think, I agree. I don't think she's quite that far into the manipulative aspect of it. What she's seeing is she's seeing that she made someone feel a very particular way. And they even reference mm-hmm. this in the series. Yue no longer thinks about herself. She thinks about other people now. She's no longer mm-hmm. acting in this particular way. So she saw that she made other people angry. She made them sad by not telling them the mm-hmm. positive side of it. So she told them their positives for it. Right? That's not mm-hmm. manipulative. That's being honest and forthright. So she was honest and forthright the first time when she destroyed them. And then she was honest and forthright when she brought them back up. So you're saying she purposefully went and destroyed them. 
when she, all she said was, you're not big sister because of these reasons. She didn't destroy them or, or be manipulative towards them because she was saying, Hey, you're not these things. And I want to tear you down just so I could build you back up. No, not no, at all. It wasn't intentional at all. That's that's what it, being manipulative the, the initial, is. But that's what no, being manipulative the, the is. Initial, no, being manipulative <laughs> is changing, saying what you want to get the reaction you desire. And right. she said something that hurt and was not in, was not on purpose. But she also changed everyone's opinion with her following words to bring them back up because she didn't like the reaction she was getting. Okay, it was wholesome. It was beautiful. It was right there. But okay. there's other instances in the show where. She'll say some things that will make someone else uncomfortable, like Hajime, specifically because she puts him in situations that, while when so, she does it, is adorable. But so if what someone you're saying older would is, it, you're choosing to look at a, at a four-year-old a child and go, she is a manipulative individual. She is purposefully going out of her way to do this in a very malicious aspect to make sure that she no, maintains to maintain control over the entire situation. And that's, that's what you're saying. No, that's what, what you're I'm saying? saying is she takes joy in the discomfort of others at times. How, how were you getting that? I mean, like that's not even manipulative at that point. That's not manipulative. So you're saying she's, but it is. no, dude, that's, that's a uh, narcissism. No, you're I saying? thought narcissism was, Focusing on oneself too much at the, what is it? At the, uh, at the detriment to others. No, narcissism is someone that's being boastful or over-exaggerating their, their achievements, or it's looking down on others as inferior. Uh, they choose to monopolize conversations. Uh, they lack empathy for others. They, they, uh, view themselves in a higher state than others. None of that is my you. Uh, but manipulative is basically doing what you can to control all objects and or people within a situation. And so you're saying that that's all she does? That that she goes... That's not all she does, but she's really good at it. Okay. All right. So so what you're saying is... Well, we can agree to disagree on it, but I I'm, feel I'm like she knows to, exactly I'm, what she's doing. No, I'm I'm trying to understand what you're trying to say. So what do you what do you what are you saying that she is? Like what is she? So he wants her dad to be happy. She wants Papa to be happy, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I've got a feeling that she was told either by the pervert or by um you that the that way that you so can make daddy happy. That, huh? name's, that name's so confusing, especially yeah. with the long pause. She was told by you. <laughs> I didn't say you shit did to by you. I didn't say shit to her. I swear. But she's been influenced by people who are quite literally trying to get Hajime in bed. So that's kind of where she's coming from. So every interaction, like when her mom was there and her mom was like, it, she went a little too close. And then I forget what Mayu said, but it was, it made everyone there blush. And according to her, it's normal. It would be, that'd be the best thing ever. It would be a means to an end to get everyone, I guess, I, together and happy. I got it. Okay. Uh, sorry. Uh, I just, what you're saying is she's a sadist. She derives joy um, from other people's sadness. I wouldn't quite go that far. Cause I didn't even know what that meant, but 
Yeah, that's that, um, because that's what you said. She's like sometimes she's really happy when other people are feeling down. That's sadism. I, it's that that's what she is. So so you're saying she's a manipulative sadist. She's I say she's, she's manipulative. I don't think she's a sadist. You said well, did you did you or did you not say that she, she enjoys the discomfort? She's a sadist. That's not a sadist. That's a sadist. You can't. She's four. Goddamn it! You can't say that about a four-year-old. Someone who's a sadist uh, mm -hmm. derives joy from the discomfort, troubles, uh, or sadness of others. Mm. I think there's even a special word for for it for uh, anime. No, for for social situations specifically. I don't think that she's doing it with malicious intent. I think she's doing it because it's a means to an end. Okay. In her mind, it's very simple. If okay, you did so, this, hang on. this will happen. This is, uh, it's called uh, Schnadenfreude. Schnadenfreude? Okay. Okay. It's sure. pleasure derived from someone, uh, from another person's misfortune. Whether that be from sadness, discomfort, uh, irritability. Yeah, I don't think that, one, I don't think I could pronounce that. And two, I don't think that's it either. But that's exactly what you just said. She she gets the joy from from them being down. I don't think it's that. She okay. obviously, okay, so, as you so, saw in the OVA, she didn't like them being down, so she said other things to bring them back up. <laughs> Dude, like I'm just saying, see, it's man, is, it's manipulation. Look, what I'm telling you is she recognized her actions and felt bad about mm -hmm. her actions. She wasn't doing it to mm -hmm. control them or an entire situation. She was doing it because she was a child and she goes, what I just did was bad because now they feel sad. I will tell them their positive things. And the mother even backs it up, says she's no longer a child. She no longer focuses on herself, but she focuses on the other people and their happiness for it. Okay. I guess. Yeah, Maybe. the, mo the I mean, mother's mother had said that she grows up. Man, you know what? I'll tell you this. Hey, let me just say this before before we continue on. We have spent mm -hmm. a lot of time on Mayu. <laughs> all right, we have spent hey, she's a, worth it though a lot of time on Mayu. Okay. Worth it though. She's easily one of my favorite characters because of how you can read her. Like you see her one way, I see her another way. Now, granted, it could be influenced by the other books I read where. The daughter knows exactly what she's doing, so maybe I'm projecting, and I feel like she knows exactly what she's doing. But it could just be the way that she's written to be a uh, an opportunistic character who takes the opportunity, like trying to get what she feels that her dad should receive. Okay, which I, in this anime is I every will, woman around. I will I will concede to that. I will concede to her being opportunistic. Yes. All right. Like like. Any other child that is out there in the world, she is opportunistic. All right, so I I, uh, I, I will concede walk, to that, sir. Uh huh. Walking walking up to Hajiman, going, "Daddy, how come you kissed her in front of everyone else who wants to kiss him?" Now getting him in trouble. Well, she's not saying it to get him in trouble. She's just saying it because she wants to know why uh -huh. Mayu, why she can't kiss him. I why I want to kiss. Why all can't I know she, is, look look? I'll, I all gotta, I know is she I was gotta, with him alone. She was with him alone, literally five seconds before that, and she waited till everyone else was there to be like, "So about this?" You know, I'm gonna have to agree with uh, Je old Jeb. 
It's official. Oh no, no. He, you hate wrong. kids. It's official. Negative. You hate kids. Negative. It's nope. okay. Look, I mean, like this entire conversation is about how she, Mayu is manipulative. <laughs> she's a sadist. She, no, but she's just I, evil. I would agree that these I are mean, all dead. Dude, dude, I'm just saying. Those words never came out of my mouth. However, you've said them often. I, because so I don't you're, know. you're describing them. I'm saying she's I'm not. Just, I'm saying she's an adorable four-year-old child. And she's <laughs> acting like a four-year-old child. You're all no, like she's a manipulative. <laughs> she's she's a sadist. She drives the pleasure off uh, the pain and suffering of others. She's. I feel she's, like we're in high school. <laughs> and, and and I'm like, but why do we got to label these things? Because huh? it's what well, they well, are. Why can't this just be? It's what they are. <laughs> we we don't need a label for this, <laughs> sir. Right, we we need uh, a label for for what you are, <laughs> sir, which is a, a child hater. What what is someone nope. that hates? What, is there a label for that? Hang on, one second, people. <clears throat> I guess. I, okay, you know what? I will accept this. Um, I, I I'll take that. I'll take that. I don't believe I hate kids, but uh, I feel like I'm the opposite. I, I I'm not the opposite. I I I don't love kids. You, you know what? Um, I mean, like the answer is just so obvious. The answer is just so obvious, but but we'll get into that later on in the post show. Uh, for it, um, just just know that it's it rhymes with the. Uh, What's it rhyme with, sir? Phobia. Phobia. <laughs> uh. <laughs> <sighs> <sighs> yeah, kids like that. Yeah, they worry me because they're going to be geniuses one day. And they're already at the age of four, as we've all come to realize, because I didn't realize she was four, that she was seven. But, you know, I didn't pay attention because it's a child. Um, Jesus, four? That's quite a vocabulary. Inquisitive mind, you know? Children are are some of the most uh, unique individuals that are out there, sir. You know what I was curious when I was four? What dog food and crayons tasted like? (laughs) Uh, I mean, I guess. I, and she's like, why can't I kiss daddy? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't didn't even. I was like, I wonder if this tastes good. It's a Lego. I mean, Lego, it's meant to be eaten, right? I mean, it's organic. <laughs> it's <laughs> not, I mean, like they 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 don't exactly say you can't eat it. I don't suggest you eat it, but it's, it's not like it's going to hurt you if you do. It was a joke. I, it's a complete side note. I'm sorry for this, but kind of have to say it because I'll forget it later. There's a. Uh, <laughs> there's a joke that says if C4's business casual is Plato their child? If C4 is casual is Plato their child? And business. Oh, if C4 Plato is like for Yeah, if C4 is for business, does that mean that Plato is for the kids? Yeah. Same stuff. Basically, you can blow it all up, but you're just preparing. Old Jeb says it states that she's four in the books. It's in book 4 of the series. I don't know if I could trust that because you also said it's official. Rick hates kids and, and I don't know. It's, it's, it is official. It is official. God. I mean, as long as we don't make a t-shirt out of it, it'll be okay. <laughs> I'll look for that on the shop.featuredanimepodcast.com. <laughs> Buy your It's Official Rick Hates Kids t-shirt coming soon near you. Yeah. New title, Chicken Kicker. Except, except for chicken, it'll be kid. Why are you so violent towards chickens and kids, dude? Like, seriously. Hey, you played right. Zelda. <laughs> I have. I've also thrown chickens. But that's beside the point. Uh, so for this show, <laughs> a tangent for that. 
for the show. I'll tell you this right now. It just, this small conversation that we just had about Mayu in general is something that you could honestly have about a majority of the characters. Honestly, each one you kind of really understand or learn about them in a more intimate or deep way. Uh, granted, this one was more focused on Mayu. I feel this was very Mayu focused, at least for a portion of it, especially with, I'd say about two or three episodes. Uh, but you also learn more so about uh, the other characters as well for it. With the exception of the bunny, I believe season one was all about bunny and, and, and all that stuff. Season one was all um, about bunny and UA. So you learned how he made, yeah, met UA. her, you saw her, everything. So Season one was definitely about those two, more so about those two. Uh, it kind of teetered a little bit on it for uh, for uh, Theo a little bit, mm-hmm. and it dealt a little bit more into it again for season two. And the reason why I say that is because when people started finding out that she was a dragon or a black or dragon, dragon kin, yeah, uh, specifically, they were surprised, they were shocked that she was still. That she was there, that she was even around. Everyone was under the impression that she uh, had died. Yeah, with everybody else. Yeah, so it's it's a good, uh, you know, it it was a good season that gave you a lot of answers or a lot of backstory, but didn't leave you with an empty feeling. Yeah, this 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 season had a lot of really active and well thought out, at least animated world building. You now have a very clear understanding of what the bad guy wants, who the bad guy is, how many people are actually against him, and what the motivations are. And yeah. it turns out most of the motivations, at least for the, the lower class of bad guy, they're very simple. And that's a really, really good motivation for a bad guy. Yeah. Because typically bad guys are not complex, they're, especially in anime like this. They're very one-dimensional. This is what I'm doing. This is why I'm doing it for any means necessary. If it's for my God, my God wants only me to survive. My love only wants me to, to, success, to be successful. Um, and I thought just how they were going about doing things was just kind of genius in the sense of planning. Because in season one, I was under the impression only one person was the bad guy. I thought it was a classmate that backstabbed. And turns out, I was a little bit wrong and I'm very happy. I was wrong because we got a resolution there. Um, he, uh, Hajime actually had showcased a really cool, really, really cool. I would say almost ultimate weapon. It looked like it was, um, an outer space beam of some kind, the way it vaporized oh, yeah. a bunch of enemies. Yeah, definitely. It, it, it was definitely something like, like he had somehow, some way put a satellite up in the, up in space without anyone knowing even mm-hmm. us well if my memory is right which it, it's been faulty lately i thought he did something like that in season one uh, but I, I i could be wrong but he uh, definitely did something in season two and it was wonderful it was it was and awesome a, and effective you know what's interesting too is so season one and they bring this up and it's a really great point it's really it's a really solid point to to for them to bring up. So the demons of season two, the so you saw the demon at the end of season one. Basically, she died. She was killed by Hajime, despite the fact that he gave her the chance to run away and everything like that. 
Shia mm-hmm. was being told by uh, the by the demons, like you killed my lover and everything like that. It flat out tells him, I don't care. So what? She came at us prepared to fight to kill us. She should be prepared to die. And why would yeah. I want to hear? And this is very true. Why would I want to hear your reasoning? Why would I want to hear your sob story? I don't care about it. I don't care about her background, her story, your story, anything like that. Like it doesn't matter to me. And would you want to sit there and listen to my sob story? If uh, you had killed someone I loved? No, you wouldn't. It wouldn't change your mind. Yeah, it wouldn't change your mind. You wouldn't care at all. And I love that they actually show that side. And now it comes off as Shia being very evil or whatever, but it's at the same time, it's actually very, very true. I mean, if you're on that receiving end, yeah, it feels horrible. Like, how could you do this? It's like that other person is so evil and this and that, but you're completely disregarding the fact that they were actually going to do that. They were going to murder them. They were going to kill all these other people. They were going to kill them. And all they did was defend themselves. So now you're mad because she or they died as a result of, of, of the individuals being attacked, defending themselves. It's like, how could you do that? How could you kill them? How could you be so heartless? But it's war. <laughs> right? Well, it's not even that. It's just in general, in any aspect, you know, you have that point, you know? And and I feel like this show did a great job actually touching on it, not letting us sit, not sitting there listening to a whole sob story and everything like that. Like you understand why the guy's upset and angry and mad about it, but he uh, at the same time gets cut off with the truth, which is n- no one cares. I, the person you're you're ta- you're basically talking to a wall because I could not care less about how you feel the and, and your motivations. Or or anything like that. I don't I don't care about your sob story. And that's an aspect I feel like we rarely, if at all, see in an anime or see in a show in general. It's one of the things that it's a little bit of realism that you just yeah you don't normally see, and it's it's nice. It's expected, you know. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. All right. Well, I don't. I don't feel oh, like we old have- Jeb actually said one thing. Old Jeb says that the Hyperion was put in orbit when he was on the Holy Mountain. So that's when it went up, apparently. Works for me. Yeah. It all doesn't right. break continuity at all. No. Nope. So, uh, on a scale of up to 10, sir, how would well, you rate this? I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it in dubbed. I enjoyed it in subbed. I felt like it was very minor difference. Um, this, for me, is a solid nine. I definitely recommend it to others, and I definitely watched again. Okay. What about you? Definitely give it a nine. I'd give it a nine as well. Really? Yeah. I mean, there were some points and aspects that I didn't, uh, that, that I was going to actually rank lower on, but after talking to you about it and, and just like remembering the overall human aspect of it, the, the realistic version of it. So like the, uh, whole story with Shia actually just being completely honest and bringing that realistic aspect to it just kind of mm-hmm. help bump it up that little extra notch. Um, and then just really kind of exploring the background stories to it all too. just really. Well, there's like, a few that we actually didn't get into, but no, would, but I'm, just, I'm just saying like in general, just, just being able to kind of sift through everything, the motions for it and, and just truly, truly understanding it. Just like, you know, what it is it is worth, it is worth a nine. I mean, like it's a low nine. It's a high eight. 
Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna tip it a little bit extra and and that's why I'm going with a nine. I'm I'm because you were able to actually change me from a seven to that high eight. Oh wow. Okay. Right. I was like, eh, I'm close enough to that You'll nine. To I'll I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. So and that's why oh, I appreciate that. That's why. I mean, and honestly, and my wife had actually asked me about that too. She's like, Well, how are you how are you gonna rate this one? I was like, Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm pretty, pretty solid in a seven. And she's and because I was <laughs> typing everything up, getting it ready for 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 it, and she asked, she's just like, "Well, why don't you put it in there?" And I was like, "Because what if, what if Rick compels me to change my score?" What <laughs> it's a if, what if storyline? It's a what if storyline. <laughs> That's why it's blank. It's because you don't. I don't know. There could be information. He could have seen something. He could have viewed it in a very different light than me and caused me to change my my story. Or he brings up some great points or forces me to remember something that may change my score. I I could have gone down. I could have gone up. It's you know, and <laughs> I've been up. too. Exactly. So well, I'm glad. Thank you. Yep, yep. <laughs> of course. Of course. All right. And now uh next week's choice. It's actually and we've been pulling lightly from an email and several messages from uh from Angel who says greetings from Chile. Uh pulling a lot they had sent a lot of shows, movies, everything like that to us for for a while and and we've been delving and touching on those and this is another one of those choices. It's a uh, I want to eat your pancreas. I don't want to eat your pancreas, Rick, but that's the name of the that's the name. Wait, it might not be that healthy. Right. I want to eat your pancreas. So, that's all the time that we have for today. Uh unless you feel like I'm missing something there, sir. Um oh, our affiliates. Well, I That'll be all lumped in together. That'll oh. be, that's all going to get lumped in together. No, don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, I need to, you, you know, I, what I do need to do is, uh, uh, if you want to catch a part of that water conversation, patreon.com slash featured anime podcast. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, yeah, no, I, I, we covered most of it. Um, I think this is a pretty solid, solid spot to end. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us, hanging out with us. Uh, and uh, if you feel like we got something right, something wrong, miss something, just in general, overall, you want to remind Rick that he hates kids, uh, feel free to let us know. Featured Anime Podcast at gmail.com. At those anime guys on Twitter, Featured Anime Podcast on Facebook. We do have a Discord. We're always in there talking, chatting, hanging out. Feel free to uh, hit us up in there. A link for that's going to be in the show notes for you. You want to buy uh, some swanky swag? Shop.featuredanimepodcast.com uh, Patreon.com slash featuredanimepodcast If you want to give us a dollar a month, get some bonus content uh, in there. And uh, you'll even get like little nudges from, from yours truly whenever we do go live. Whenever we do go live. And uh, I, while Season 2 is not yet released on DVD, I do have Season 1 uh, affiliate code in the show notes for us all. So that way, if you decide to go there, you want to buy yourself some merch or anything like that with the uh, right stuff, anime.com. Feel free to do so. We do get a little bit of a kickback and it'll help us out if that's what you choose to do. Uh, and until next time, I'm Jack. I'm Rick and I don't hate kids. I promise. <laughs> we'll see you next time. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.